Bot Talk Podcast. So, Max, hi, uh, and thanks hi. for joining. <laughs> thanks for joining uh, this uh, uh, our podcast about uh, startups, about the story, and uh, yeah, take a, take us all the way to the top. Uh, what is Hype One Thousand? Uh, yeah, so uh, at Hype 1000, we create audio solutions to uh, give your company a voice. Um, so we're on a mission to make corporate audio available for every company. Um, and with Hypecast, we this is our first product. We created a solution, a super simple corporate audio solution to integrate audio into um your company's needs and and setup. So this, like the main focus is is B two B and B two E communications. Um, yeah, and that's what we're doing. So we simplify corporate audio. And in terms of your uh, like maybe ideal customer profile, uh, what yeah. what what are the customers? Um, you know, how big are those uh, corporates and and so on? <laughs> so um, yeah, it's. It, it it really varies. So we have customers that have thev- uh, like 70,000 employees and they're in the energy sector. We have companies that are in the like healthcare and hospitality industry and they do a B2B podcast for around like 200 to 300 people. Um, then we have a you know, consumer elect- electronics company that does it for like 6,000 people. So industries vary um and sizes of of you know users vary but if you want to like come to a general rule um what are like where we would recommend where this becomes interesting to think about corporate audio is for a company that is at least a thousand to two thousand employees and above Below that, you know, there's other ways to to get your communication set up. You're in a small organization. And um, so, you know, you don't want to overdo it. But, you know, like a certain size of company makes sense. And then if you're an in, like if you're a company or in an industry that is very decentralized, you know, where you have different locations, different offices. So if you're a communications agency, law firms, for example, retailers, those industries where you have a lot of people in very different location where, you know, where it's really important to be communicated, uh, communicating and connecting to keep like engagement and loyalty high. So that is like the second criteria. And the third criteria is if you have very complex or um, information that is confidential. So pharma companies that, you know, talk to doctors, um, when you're, you know, an industrial production company that has very complex product, and you want to, you know, share that with, you know, your sales teams, um, you know, when you have complex communication going on, there, it's also very relevant. So, you know, if you have two of those three things in your organization, then it's something that you should definitely consider. And overall, like any company, uh, we all know the issues that you have today with communicating better in an organization to cle- to keep employee engagement high and with higher employee engagement, really, you know, cutting down cost of, you know, not understanding each other and improving revenue. Um, audio is always a great tool for, for companies to use and communicate better. 
Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but in terms of understanding maybe um, a bit of um, the need, so it's basically internal communication uh, that was uh, previously done with the memos and newsletters and kind of uh, uh, emails from um, management, and you guys try to convert it into the uh, direction of audio, of an internal podcast, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. Um, in a nutshell, that's what it is. But um, the way it started for me, so I, w I was working for a big company, L'Oreal, and, and we were doing a podcast. So it's a matrix organization, multi-divisional, and uh, many different marketing departments. So for many different brands. And, you know, we wanted to get, um, you know, the different departments sharing best practices faster and more efficiently. So we said, okay, let's do a CMO podcast and then we share it with the organization. Um, so the, the idea of audio as, a, as, a e as an easy, but still like very approachable, very authentic personal way of communication um, was very clear for an organization like L'Oreal. Um, and then we got to the point that the distribution was kind of like lacking um, because, you know, we would up, just upload an MP3 file into the internet and then it was just be sitting there and nobody would listen to it because you couldn't, you know, listen to it on your smartphone while you're traveling to work. You know, that was pre-COVID. Um, but still, you know, it, like you couldn't listen to it. You, didn't, you, you wouldn't be able to play it or find it. Um, and then if you tried any other solution, then it wouldn't be secure enough. And so, you know, there were a lot of different barriers in the distribution and consumption part of it. And that's what we're trying to solve because there's a lot of companies that understood that audio is a tool that can really improve internal communications. Um, you know, when it comes to remote workers, uh, non-desk workers, um, communicating, you know, faster, more emotional, more personal, um, more authentic. That's when audio is really helpful because, you know, not everybody wants to, you know, be seen on a screen or get nervous doing that. But they know the the emotion behind it when your voice comes into it, the tone, like listening to your CEO say something. So a lot of people understand that and there's more companies understanding that now and that they need to change their internal communications. And what we're doing is providing you with all the tools from recording to distribution to make it as easy and smooth as possible so that it doesn't add work to your plate. Okay, great. So this is kind of all-in-one solution. So all the way from production to the distribution, you streamline the whole process. So for the uh, bigger companies, it's much easier to deal with that and uh, they cannot, they, they don't need to kind of uh, think about it. They just need to think about communicating um, with other people. In terms of uh, um, maybe going step back, you already mentioned uh, how you came up with the idea. So you had the you have uh, yourself uh, this issue uh, in terms of uh, how how your customers find you. So are there many customers that you know realize audio is the solution to this communication problem, or do you need uh, do you still need to kind of do this uh, uh, you know the uh, the work of uh, 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 the first like being uh, a missionary, being a missionary, yeah, 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 sort of or like a prophet. Sort of like that, but um, yeah, part partly is that. So uh, when we started last year, um, you know, it was um, the the later stages of COVID, like podcasts in general last year were like on such a rise, like in 2020, 2021, 
you know, we were seeing a peak in in podcasting. Like everybody was starting a podcast. It like tripled in the in those years. It was also the time when Clubhouse got really big in Germany. So you know, there are a few things that put audio on the map. And and afterwards, you know, like LinkedIn and it came with an audio feature, and and Facebook came with an audio feature, and Twitter came with Spaces. So there was a lot going on, and and that really helped us. But it is, but it is still, you know, you have to. It, it's not like on everybody's, you know, it's not top of mind for everybody. You know, twenty percent of all companies do have internal podcasts, and when you talk about the top, like twenty percent, it's most likely the top twenty companies in the world. It's or like the biggest companies. So, like you, like from from VW to Siemens to Bosch to uh, to Deutsche Bank, you know, they all have internal podcasts. Um, and then you see the solutions, like, and they're quite good in content creation, and they have a lot of agencies that help them with that. Um, but when it comes to the distribution, you see like solutions where they just send you the audio file via email. So you know you, that is still going on, and and you see other solutions as well that are always like workarounds and make it difficult um, for people to really listen to it. So for most people, you you hear that there's still a struggle. Um, of making that better but what we're seeing now and especially in 2022 there's more understanding now for for companies that we need to change our the ways we communicate because we're now sort of post-covid and we still going to stay in a hybrid work environment the workplace is changing a lot um, we see with the different crises going on that you have high turnover rates in companies so the market with all the crisis happening it it's always time for you know it's always happening uh, or it's always you know potential for change and companies realizing that now that they need to change the ways they communicate with their employees in a digital world and you know that puts audio on a map for a lot of people because it's easy it's cheap um and and it can be done very quickly so now we're seeing more people coming up to us asking so yeah we're interested in audio we we, we just want to start and understand that it's not just a tool that you communicate via spotify but it's also a great tool that we can use for our internal communications so it's coming up more but we you know there's still stuff that we need to need to go through and you know wherever we get the chance to talk about it um we we do Great. Maybe talk more about the product itself. So recording studio, it's pretty straightforward. You build something that is maybe very easy to kind of set up and record. But what I'm interested in is a distribution channel. So is it an app? Is it some kind of internal or hidden uh, RSS feed? How do you solve the distribution problem? Uh, sure. But like, let me let me come back to the studio because you know it's it, it, it just one thing. It's just we like the recording is easy, and we're now like in January we're gonna launch um our studio like the the post production feature where we're gonna have a text based audio editing tool. So you can just edit the text. Yeah, kind of Descript, you know, like Descript what it does. Um, that's what we're gonna have. So you know, we have to understand that people that gonna use it might not have any knowledge about you know audio production so that that is a cool feature so everything is based on is it really simple for somebody to use but on the distribution side it's uh, it's kind of yes to everything you said um so we're not very strict when it comes to distribution because we for a lot of companies they already have an employee app they already have some si a sort of intranet solution 
So um, we don't want them to say, okay, now we need another app where you can just listen to your audio content. You can do it if you want to because we have a mobile app that's available on Apple and Android. Um, or if you don't have a solution, you can use that one. Um, we do have an API. So if you want to integrate our distribution channel and you know you don't want to build the whole infrastructure, we have it. And then you integrate it into your front end. Whatever it is, if it's your internet, if it's a training platform, you can you know connect to our API, make it look like you want to have it to look, and and then you can use that. And we're we're very strong on building plugin solutions. So um, for social int internets, for example, like Staffbase, Halo, um, and others, and and Slack and Teams. Um, so the 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 one we started with is Halo. Um, they're one of the big uh, social internet companies, and we created a plugin for them. So um, now if you want to start podcasting and, and upload it into your um, Halo app, then you can just use our plugin. It's super simple to install. Just, you know, one click and you can start podcasting. And then it's integrated into the, the employee app that you have. So we're, we want to make it, again, super simple. And, you know, that's, that's how we built the distribution. Great stuff, great stuff. Uh, maybe in terms of uh, mm, uh, of uh, how you you price your product. So, what is the uh, model behind it? Is it like user based? What is the, what is your um, thing? Uh, I know a lot of companies do that, but you know, when you come to a company that has 80,000 employees, uh, a, a model based on employees, and you say like, even if you say like it's fifty cents per user, it doesn't make sense anymore. So, um, and then, you know, all the companies that do streaming and say like, we, you know, for every minute streaming, it's going to be like, I don't know, 0.0012 cents or something. And nobody knows what's going on. So you don't know the pricing. So what we do is you get unlimited streaming. You got a certain amount of user um, and then the, or even unlimited users. So just based on the functionalities and features that you want. So do you want the automated transcripts? Do you want the production studio? Do you want it to be integrated uh, somewhere? Do you want to use a plug-in solution? Based on the additional features that you want, that's how the pricing varies. So, so you uh, have some our, kind of basis for uh, like a monthly yeah. fee for the base and then add-on products on top of it. Okay. So and, th and then really depending on the size of your company. So, you know, you, you can start on, uh, on $5.99 a month. Uh, so that that is or yeah that that is like for for smaller companies that want to try it out um you know low entry barriers um and then you get you know um or even you know it's like if you do it yearly um it's it's 549 a month um but if you do it in 2022 we have special offers for 2022 so you know get in touch uh, and you get a special offer and then you know you know you get the hosting you get a thousand hours of streaming which for companies that use that site is you know plenty plenty um then you get curated content you get analytics you get the ashman dashboard and you get a plugin and and then you know the different levels of support and then you know, for the big companies, they have very different kind of like needs and, and special needs and adaptations. And so, you know, they're, they're in the enterprise pricing model. And, you know, for pros, you get a bit more features that you can get for like $8.99. So like pricing shouldn't be an issue. Um, but yeah, um, and, and, and that is something maybe to add to the product. And, and we not just focus on create, like you create your own content. 
that you can use, but we curate like existing content that you get out there, like the best marketing podcast, uh, like the OMR podcast that people know, or, you know, I don't know, Masters of Scale from Reed Hoffman or something like that. If you think that is valuable content for your employees as, a, as an edutainment tool, we can curate it in and then you can share it uh, with your audiences as well. So you get very like focused, different topics of like HR or if you want to do like mindfulness stuff or, you know, add in some meditations, um, whatever you want to do um, and you haven't created, you can enrich it with curated content that we help you with select for your audience. Great stuff, great stuff. So in terms maybe um, in your company, so we talked about the product. Yeah. I think it's very um, intuitive and I'm, I'm very excited about uh, like the whole niche that you actually uh, trying to uh, to solve because, you know, audio is big, but I think it's the, the real need uh, in, um, to be honest, in like corporate, uh, uh, especially yeah. in Europe, uh, in corporate audio. Yeah, maybe one number uh, for that. So last year, uh, a study by by um, uh, I, f I forgot the name. Sorry, um, the this this study was done. I, I think by by Gartner or something like that. Um, not one hundred percent sure. Um, I, I I will check while while I'm talking and and tell you where the study is from, so that people believe me that I'm not just like making this up to to sound good for us, <laughs> you know. Um, but. Over like 78% of employees would love to have an internal podcast and they would love to hear from their bosses, right? So they want to hear a podcast from their boss. Oh, it was a Kantar study from 2021. So, you know, um, so like 78% of all employees are interested in hearing from company leaderships via podcast. So the need is there and, you know, it, that's in the U.S. And then, you know, like one, two, three years later, you will have the same kind of um, things happening in Europe. So there's a big need by employees um, because audio is so easy. You know, you just put it on your ears. You can do whatever you want. Uh, ride your bike, like take your kids to school, go for a jog, wherever. And then you can listen to the really important news. And, you know, that is something that um, is important for CEOs, like, changing their mindsets and you know i need to tell people what is going on like why are they working for this organization because people are willing to put in effort you know and and willing to identify with the company especially the, the you know the new generations of employees the gen zs now coming into the the workplace they want to identify with you know their leaders and their company so authentic personal transparent communication becomes really important to identify with their organization. So I think, yeah, it's, we're just on the verge of, you know, audio becoming um, something that is not just a niche, but it can be at the core of your communications internally. Yeah, great, great stuff. Uh, so in terms of uh, your, your company, so uh, yeah. how big are you? Where are you based? You know, what is your stage in terms of like, you know, is it like a, uh, pre-seed round where are you at on the map uh, so like this july we just uh, finished so we're in september already but it feels like just uh, in july we we closed our angel round um so we're now a team of um six that's the core team um then we have our angel that came in um it's it's four it's five angels um, and one is supporting us as a COO. 
Um, and the other ones are like uh, people that worked in and built big communications agencies. And, you know, because they see the need as well, you know, because they know all the clients and know all the issues uh, when it comes to communications. Um, and, and they are very supportive and they are very active angels. So, you know, like the, the core team is six, the broader team is 10. And then we got another development team that we can connect if we have like a peak season um, that is another six people. So like if you would count everybody, it's around, you know, that that work for us or with us or, you know, are in the wider family. It's probably about 20, um, which is a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, you got to mention those people, too, because, you know, they help you, too. And yeah, so we finished the angel round and um yeah, we 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 see where we're going to head. So, uh we're very happy with the setup. We're very happy with the angels that we have. Um and you know, there is and and now with, you know, the more and more clients coming in, um let's see if we say, you know, we're we're going to go this way and 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 stay in that setup. Um or maybe look, you know, in into the sector of private equity, but you know, at the moment the whole uh topic of like venture investment is kind of like off the table and uh, we're very happy with that so you are uh, so basically on the road to a self-sustainable company right on the road to yeah yeah by the end of by the end of the year so we started last year by the end of this year we want to be uh, cash flow positive um and yeah we're now it's looking very good and um and yeah maybe to to answer the question where we're located so we're a remote first company uh, last week we had our first meeting uh, with the whole team, so we did like a team event and went baking and and you know uh, for dinner and stuff like that. But basically we're we're a remote company, headquarters in Münster, um, but you know everybody's all over the place from New York to Koblenz. Perfect. I um, I wrote my PhD in Münster, so <laughs> um, okay, there you go. Uh, um, about your background. So, uh, are you uh, you know what is your bra uh, background and how did you come to this crazy world of uh, of startup? Um, so yeah, I like business student. Um, so uh, I started my career. Um, as a as a trainee working for BP, so like an oil company, and uh, did my like dual degree. So I worked with them, and I and and I did my bachelor's degree in 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 yeah marketing and 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 business. Uh, after that, I I did my master's uh, in it's called it was like in Sweden uh, and was like globalization brands and consumption it was like a marketing based uh strategy based master's degree uh again in economics so classic uh economics guy um and then i worked in a few different functions um in in marketing consulting um and in the end i was uh j just before i f you know we founded hype 1000 uh, I was doing uh, e-commerce acceleration for L'Oreal um, and business development in e-commerce for L'Oreal. So I moved into the digital world of sales then. Um, that's, yeah, that's my background. So generally something different, which now helps me in my position as a CEO with like, you know, marketing, sales and strategy, um, which, which you know, I'm in charge of and, and my co-founder Simon is in charge of all the tech stuff um, as the CTO. Um, and I came to to the, and we wanted to do something on our own, uh, and that was the chance. And you know, we've been like my 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 co-founder and I, we're both 
36 now. We said if we don't do it now, you know, it's going to get tougher and tougher. Um, you know, the idea came up. Uh, I, I had that idea. Um, I got some positive feedback. I didn't want to start it on my own. I talked to him um, and said, you know, I need somebody who can do all the tech because, you know, I, I can't do it. And, you know, you would be ideal for it. And, you know, he he was also in a stage, you know, where where were you going to go next? So, you know, when you're in your mid-30s, that's like, okay, am I going to stay in that lane? And then it's going to be that lane until, you know, or doing step-by-step -step a career in a big corporation until you're like 60. And you're like, okay, that doesn't seem like a, a super exciting plan. And, and you always knew like, okay, I can reproduce it if I want to. And so what was the next logical step? You know, for me coming from a big organization, like the biggest beauty company in the world, you know, like it's either you're going to go to somebody like Google or, you know, Meta or Amazon. And that to me didn't feel like I want to do that. And then the other tr side of it is like, you're going to go and work in a startup and, you know, working in a startup, then, you know, I have some cool ideas, so then I can just start my own startup. So um, that's what we did, yeah. Um, and but I was already doing some like consulting work and and some private like you know hobby podcasting. So I had a you know kind of like a a small network and some background already. And yeah, and that's how we how we started the company. And and I you know it's it's like when it comes to business, it's probably the best decision I've ever made. Okay, so, so perfect. Uh, great, so much fun. Um, maybe in terms of like uh, challenges, what did what are some of the things that uh, you you wish you knew before you started? Oh, I don't like. It's it's not like I wish I knew what I before I started. Maybe I wish I would have known the stuff I know now ten years ago maybe it's that you know like now you're like we're we're not the youngest founders when when you're like in your in your mid 30s you know even though in 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 university you always see that like bell curve and it's always like like 33 34 that's like when most people like find their own companies but i think with tech companies now and and the internet and everything um founders are much younger they're like in their mid 20s um i always think like when I was in my, like, it's so much easier. You're a student, you'd have, you know, you don't have a family, you haven't, you haven't worked for a while and, you know, have a, you know, a, a decent salary that you feel like, oh no, I'm going to give that all up. And, and then I got to support a family and, you know, with all that. So maybe having that knowledge 10 years ago, but then again, audio, corporate audio wouldn't have worked 10 years ago. So I'm quite happy with the setup that it's in. And, you know, I appreciate that, you know, we both have like 10, over 10 years of work experience, Simon and I. Um, and, and that gives us, you know, some some confidence in the stuff that we do. Uh, it makes us more relaxed so we don't go, you know, crazy or nervous over every difficult thing that's coming up on the horizon of all the challenges that you have, you know not having enough cash or you know you need to grow but you know you the client doesn't want to do it the way you want to do it you want to start a marketing campaign but you know you don't have the budget yet so you try something out it doesn't work you know all the things that you know from from your uh from your, and, and you know that as well um but maybe the one thing that that i didn't know actually um is how the vc game works and we spend a lot of time with that 
and you know you feel like okay i'm i'm building a cool product you know i got everything in place that you know that should work and it's so exciting and it's something really new and and then you 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 talk to like different types of vcs and you, you know they say like no it's not a it's not a case for us and then you don't understand because it's like it's like it's a sound plan and it makes so much sense like why isn't that the case for you and then you and then i came to the realization you know, a very good business case and a very good venture case are not necessarily the same thing. So um, a venture case to me, and I don't know, hopefully no VC listens to this, seems like a, like a rigged kind of like stock market. You know, you, you're just trying to find a cool story, invest in it, make it bigger. And, you know, and now you saw this year that, you know, now they're going back to like, oh, we, we invested so much money, but we kind of want to see profits and profitability and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we're we're building a business case where we say like, yeah, that is the same plan that we have in the beginning. And there's a few things that we've done where we don't understand uh, how this works. But, you know, it's 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 very different, like the business case and and be finding a company than being an entrepreneur in a VC world. It, it's it's it sometimes seems like very, very different worlds uh, that maybe not have that much in common. And we're very happy that we're on the on the business case side because, you know, that is kind of like why we did it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I'm, we have the suing as well. Uh, it is crazy. Uh, it's crazy world where uh, your, yeah. your objective as CEO is be profitable as soon as possible, right? And their objective is, well, you, you've got to be 100x, and not be profitable. We don't care that you're profitable. Actually, yeah. we want to sell you before you get profitable. But uh, you first, you have to grow like uh, um, with a hundred x acceleration. And yeah, I think that that is changing. I think that is a very good time right now. It is changing, and especially in Europe, I think yeah. it's much. It is much more. Um, should I say uh, um, healthier? Uh, environment uh, um, becoming a healthy environment when uh, VCs that uh, we are now talking to are much more interested in uh, you know profitability and how how is your plan for you know, like long term than we used to talk like uh, a couple of years ago yeah talk yeah 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 and 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 yeah and that's quite interesting and that's why we're very happy you know with the um and and, and their stuff they say like yeah you know like when when you get investors like we we do part of of our business is uh, like I said before, we, we part of it is that we do um, consulting because a lot of companies that you know we we talk to, they say, yeah, it sounds interesting, but how do I start? And if we would listen to a lot of like investors, they would say, you know, well, like I would I would have I would need to tell them, you know, go somewhere else, figure that out on your own, or ask somebody else. But you know, in our opinion, you know, to build a long lasting relationship, of course, we're going to help you do the first steps until you're able to do it on your own and you know and that is part of the consulting side of it and now our investors they all have built agencies which is not a scalable business in the end but it can be a very good business case and to them it's totally understandable that we're going to do some part of our product not everything but a part of what we do is the consulting side of it which makes sense to them and and you know to them it also makes sense you know it doesn't matter if we're going to be really successful in three, in four, in five, or in six years. You know, they, they want to see that it works and that it grows and that it, you know, 
grows very like like profitable and sustainable you know that that is that makes so much more sense and you know that's why it kind of like related so much more uh with us um as like sort of like we're we're trying to be businessmen not just like you know entrepreneurs i don't know if if that makes sense but you know it's uh be a, a real businessman and not be the instagram entrepreneur this is very important <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, going yeah, back is, to consultancy, uh, though, yeah. going back to consultancy for us, it is uh, the primal uh, sales channel, to be honest. So we first need to educate our clients, and they pay us money to do so. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you, uh, after you've educated uh, them in the market, then the obvious solution is to go to you because you know you you just told them the whole uh, uh, the whole setup. So I totally agree that. And f furthermore, I think for you as well as for us. We learn so much from uh, talking to our clients in product uh, right. in product development. Right. We would never came up with features that we have right now if we hadn't talked to the clients. Yeah, one hundred percent agreed. So yeah, then you know that that then kind of like that just then feels strange to say like why wouldn't I do this? Because it makes so much sense. Because you know our development team, like our um, software development team is really happy because they get all this valuable feedback um yeah like you said and and then we, we we're still and you too because you're in a in a space that is also just becoming or just becoming relevant enough for companies to go into right and you know in a few years um it's it's going to be you know the core for a lot of things that we see now uh, you know the 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 text to speech solutions that that you can see um, that are getting better and better and better. Um, you know, you need to educate people on it to to make them understand. You know, where does a text to speech solution make sense? Where doesn't it make sense? And it makes sense to get a real voice actor in it. You know, um, you know, how do you need to structure all this? So of course you need to do it. And if nobody does it, nobody will buy your product. So that is always the downside of you know bringing something very new to a market you have to kind of like make people understand but um you know steve jobs made everybody understand that we all need an iphone and you know that turned out quite well for apple <laughs> yeah agreed on that note i think that's the best <laughs> note to finish the recording let's yeah. uh, let's show our clients that they need an iphone um, um max <laughs> max thank you very much for your time it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure recording so much insights. I've, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying um, this, uh, you know, every, um, um, every week. And yeah, if you guys are uh, watching or listening, please subscribe. Uh, where can people find uh, uh, your company um, and uh, you and so on and so forth? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm always available there. If you want to reach out, get in touch, you can find our company on, on LinkedIn as well. You can go to um, hypecast.1. It's, uh, it's our product page. You can find us on hype1000. Uh, so it's hype and the number 1000.com if you want to. Uh, that's like the, the company behind it. Um, yeah, on, I don't know, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, you know, wherever you are, you can find us. Uh, and yeah, feel free to reach out if you want to know anything about corporate audio or start your internal podcast. Uh, yeah, we're happy to help or, you know, help you find the right people to work with you. Great. Thank you so much, Max. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for, for having, having me. me. Enjoy. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah,